come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And uh, hey, we're here for another live edition of the podcast. If you are over on YouTube or Facebook right now, you could be watching it live. If you're listening or watching in the future, well, well why? why don't you come back? And You can't go back in time, but you can go to the future. And uh, well, you can't really go to the future. But you could watch these live in the future. That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's kind of all I'm saying. I'm actually saying a lot more than I meant to say. I don't really know but. what you said, but <laughs> do what he said. Yeah. And uh, and if you are watching right now, don't forget to smash that thumbs up if you're over here on the YouTube and subscribe to the channel, blah, 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 yada, 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 all the YouTube stuff. And if you are listening to the podcast, then please go give us a, give us a review, give us a rating, all the stars and all, all that sort of thing as well. All right, Kimbra, what's on tap today? Well, I didn't pull up my list, so <laughs> I'm not prepared. But I think we've got some emails. Do you want to start there? Uh, yeah, let's start. Well, actually, do you want to start there? Do you want to start with the uh, the big news of the week? Oh, well, let's start with the big news, because why not? Because there was some big news this week. And look, uh, you know, we're not the cruise news podcast those exist and they do a great job that's not who we are but if there is something that's pretty solid pretty confirmed we do like to come out with it and there was some exciting news in the world of cruising finally we got a little bit of movement from the cdc nothing confirmed nothing set in stone but it's something and that is basically that they have giving given a path it seems for cruise lines to possibly start cruising in the middle of July and, and bypassing some of the original restrictions that they had that were a little over the top. Yeah. So that is potentially amazingly good news. And uh, we are very, very hopeful that our September cruise will go now. Yes. <laughs> so it, we'll see. It sounds pretty good. The only, the only part that's still making me wonder about September is the seven night thing because it's an eight night cruise. Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I'm not so sure about. Yeah, well, you know, things can change a lot. A lot can change. Um, let's hope that I know in Florida, our numbers have not really gone down that much. But um, let's hope that changes over the next few weeks. I, I feel like it could as many people getting vaccinated and stuff or past spring break. Um, it's summertime. Like there's a lot of potential for for the numbers to go down. So let's hope. Yeah. Let's just cross our fingers and hope that that happens. And, uh, and yeah, so, but, but I'm excited. I mean, that was exciting because there's before that there was a lot of bad news. There was a lot of like, you know, it kind of became a political football, which is never going to work for anybody. And, um, and, and, you know, it seemed like it was just going to be a tug of war. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll come through. I mean, this. it was, it was good enough news that I went ahead and requested my time off for the cruises today. Right. Right. So that, yeah. Yeah. That was, Which we've been holding off because we're like, 
you know, is What's it, the point? yeah, why are we going to request it off when it's going to get canceled? But after yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'll put the time off. Sure. Um, okay. Also, we did update our Teespring. We did. So our Teespring store. So if you are looking for some merch, you can click the show notes on YouTube, Facebook, Podbean, wherever you find show notes for the podcast. Um, you can find a link. You can find it over on the Fantastic Cruising community. Basically, the only new design we put out is the one that we were wearing in last week's live stream. So go over to YouTube. No, or... we did another one. We did a Fantastic Studios shirt as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. So there is a Fantastic Studios shirt. I forgot about that. And then we did the black shirt with the with the red and white dive flag, Fantastic Cruising. And the back has the, a red and white version of the Caribbean diver, which is what I'm wearing on the back of, of this shirt. But yeah. anyway, uh, if you're interested in that, go check it out. And uh, just know that it exists in the world. All right, now, now let's get into emails. All right, emails. We have two, I think, right? I think so. I should have had this pulled up. Okay. <laughs> That's twice you haven't. I know. Uh, so we have one from Tony. And I just want to say real quick, thank you, Tony, for, for that that you just did on there. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Um, so Tony says, good day, mates. You should have said that. Good day, mates. Good day, mates. I don't know. I don't, I think down on the cruisers, I had to go, but otherwise I could assess I my, my ability to speak Australian. Good morning, Matt and Kimbra and the entire Allen and Schaefer household. I have a few questions and requests in regards to Matt's comment on the baby shark song containing many scientific errors. Might we have a scientific verse of the song, much along the lines of That's Amore? <laughs> also, in regards to sharks in groups and other creatures that are in groups like dolphins and whales, what determines why we call them a school or pod or pack or smack? Smack of jellies. Thank you, guys. I enjoy the shark episode. Makes me want Shark Week. I think you guys should have your own show on Shark Week. Maybe something coming like... Live from the Fantastic Science Lab. <laughs> I don't know if they'd let us on Shark Week because we would want to be accurate and not over-exaggerate. Right. But um, anyway, so yeah. So so first of all, if you haven't already checked it out, there is an amazingly hilarious parody video of Baby Shark that is scientifically accurate. And uh, and we linked that over on the Fantastic Cruising community. In, yes, it's, in, well, it's, it's linked lots of places. So we linked it on... Fantastic cruising community um, in the post for for this video. Uh, we it's linked in Fantastic Studios. It's also linked in YouTube. And if that doesn't work, just search Baby Shark Educational, and it'll pop right up. Yeah. What's the the person's name? Oh, I wrote channel? it down. It's a uh, Mikey Bustos Baby Sharks Educational version. Yeah. It's. That'll it's get you awesome. There. If you haven't already listened to it, it's still annoying. Oh, it's yeah, still absolutely. Baby Shark. But it's but it's scientifically accurate. But you learn stuff. Absolutely. It's, it's actually uh, I hadn't listened to it and for a long time. Tony reminded me of it. And then when we were watching it, I was like, oh hey, this is almost the outline of of the shark episode last week. Oh, kind <laughs> like of, they yeah. Covered, they covered a lot of what we covered in the in the shark episode. So that was kind of cool. Um, so thank you for that email. And also well, the other thing he asked was about the naming. Yeah. Like, why is it a pod? Why is it a smack? Why is it a murder of crows? And, and so I had to do some research in this, Tony, because I didn't know the answer. 
but it was it was pretty interesting what I found out, and that is that um, there's not one simple answer. It depends a little bit on which group of animals you're talking about, but there are some that have been more commonly just accepted um, over time, like a school of fish or a flock of birds. Those are real common. Let's less specific than say a murder of crows, for example. But a lot of those names for different groups of animals actually go back pretty far into history, like back into some of them, I think, medieval times. And a lot of them, they think, may have just been started by somebody writing in like an, an almanac, like a farmer's almanac. And they were just, I guess, trying to be creative instead of just saying a flock of birds, they said a murder of crows. Or So it's kind of cool. Um, some of them have been a, kind of adopted by society and others left in the wayside. Like the murder of crows that I keep bringing up, and I think the smack of jellies, those didn't really get that popular until the internet was a thing. And then they kind of were discovered. And of course, it's hilarious and fun. So it gets spread like wildfire. And now everybody knows it's a, well, most people know it's smack of jellies. Maybe, maybe I just live in that bubble, but <laughs> most people know it's a murder of crows, I think. So it's because it's because crows are evil. No, they're not. I love they're, crows. They're super have, smart. Have you seen birds, the birds? The birds? You mean that Alfred Hitchcock birds? Mm -hmm. Okay. Murder. And whatever. Whatever. You can't go by Alfred Hitchcock movies as your litmus test for... It's the only one I've ever seen. How dangerous birds are. <laughs> you ever seen Big Bird? He's not dangerous at all. But he's big. How about Tweety Pie? Tweety Pie? You mean Tweety Bird? Tweety Bird. <laughs> Tweety Pie is like a YouTuber, I think, or something. I have no I don't idea know. who Tweety Pie is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving right. on. We have another Thank email. Thank you, Tony. All right. The other email is from Jennifer, and she says, Yay, sharks. Hello, fantastic friends. I love your most e recent episode on sharks. Coincidentally, I had planned to write because I watched a PBS show on Sharks of Hawaii last week. You should check it out. I'd like to know how it compares to other documentaries of sharks you have seen. The white tip reef shark sounds like one cool little shark. They said that it does not have to swim to be able to breathe. What else can you tell me? Have you ever met one? Do I have to go to Hawaii to see one? Twist my arm. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not seen the documentary. But um, it sounds cool. Just by default, usually PBS, BBC, Nova documentaries tend to be of a higher quality, educational quality, and of a higher standard for accuracy. Uh, but, you know, I, I won't just say that as a complete blanket statement without seeing it myself. But uh, you be the judge. But most likely, it's, it's a pretty legit documentary. I'll have to look for it. The White Tip Reef Shark is often confused, well, more the black tip reef shark, which lives in like the Pacific and stuff, gets confused with our black tip sharks here in, in Florida and the Caribbean. We don't have black tip reef sharks. We also don't have white tip reef sharks. We have Caribbean reef sharks, which get a lot bigger actually than the white tip reef sharks. But yeah, white tip reef sharks are uh, fairly small sharks, maybe three, four feet in length, I think is about the max on them. Kind of a rounded head. And they do have the ability, same with the black tip reef sharks, to lay on the bottom more like a nurse shark. Now they're not as 
much of a, of a benthic animal, meaning a bottom-dwelling animal, as a nurse shark, but they do spend more time on the on and near the bottom, and they can't actually rest. They have, I believe they have spiracles to pump that water over their gills. That's how most sharks do it if they're able to stop swimming. But they're cool sharks. I, you don't have to go to Hawaii unless you just don't want me to say that. Look, you have to go to Hawaii to see them, and you have to see them. Go to Hawaii. That's what no. Uh, but but seriously, um, I've seen them at aquariums. We don't have any at the aquarium where we work, but I've seen them at SeaWorld in the past. And they're a, a fairly small species of shark. And and because they are somewhat benthic, that means that they are they do pretty well in aquariums. So they are one of the more common ones you see. And they're pretty with the little white tip fins and stuff. They look almost identical to the black tip reef sharks, but you know, one's black and one's white. So, you know, pretty cool shark. I, I was like, oh, we should make that the cruise creature, but we did a whole episode on sharks last time. So we yeah, we didn't do that. But uh, but that would be maybe, you know, a good one for the future. But yeah, cool sharks. Yeah, got something funky going on with my hair here. Okay. Um, and then we also got an email from Stacy just saying how much he liked the shark episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Stacy. I'm not going to read the whole, but that's basically it went yeah. on and on about how amazing we are and how great we are <laughs> and how much he loves watching us and listening to us talk. Hang on, and... your head's getting too big for the screen here. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you. We do we do appreciate the feedback, and if it's positive, that's great. But also, we are open to you know real constructive criticism if, if we're doing something that's really annoying or or if you think there's something we just don't do that we maybe never thought about before um, or something like that, then let us know. We've gotten a lot of good ideas and feedback from people. Um, we haven't been able to implement a lot of that, but it's not because we don't think they're good ideas. We just you know have to find times and ways to uh, incorporate that in. But, uh, but yeah, we appreciate all that kind of stuff. So um, all right. We're going to get right into it then, right? We're going to get into our main topic. Let's do it. So we thought since since cruising looks like it might actually be coming back sooner rather than later, we thought let's reevaluate what you should take on a cruise in 2021. Now, we do have we kind of broke this into categories. So we have specifically what you think about considering it's 2021. And, you know, we all know what that means. But we also have some other categories for different types of people that cruise. And we basically chose what we think are maybe the top three items that are not necessarily as obvious. So some of the, some of the things we didn't include on here are things that are probably like super obvious. Like, you know, we have videographer as, as a category. We didn't say you should pack your camera. Because if you're a videographer and you didn't already know to pack your camera, you probably should consider not being a videographer. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you're going to do it. But anyway, um, so let's get started. And our first category is the 2021 Cruiser. What three things, because we tried to limit it to our three main things, should you think about taking with you in 2021? Well, we have hand sanitizer. Which is always on the ship, but you can never have too much now, right? So, Well, I mean, there's all the different places like Bath and Body Works and stuff. You can get those itty bitty ones and those cute little 
like cases that you can like stick on your keychain or your belt loop and just have it with you literally everywhere. And maybe you don't like the hand sanitizer that they have on the ship. Maybe you don't like the smell, the texture, something. Uh, sometimes it's sticky. You know, there's different hand sanitizers. We all know how different hand sanitizers can be because we've all been using them like excessively for the last almost two years. You probably have discovered that there are some you like more than others. And so you could make sure to have the ones that you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Next thing kind of goes along with that. And that is going to be bringing like wipes, Lysol spray. When you get to the room, I think cruise lines are going to, I mean, it's never going to be as clean. It's going to be, let me try and rephrase this so it makes sense. It's going to be cleaner cruising now than it's ever been before because cruise lines are going to go above and beyond what they already did to make sure that everything is clean because it's in their best interest. It's in our best interest. It's in everybody's best interest, but why not bring your own wipes and Lysol spray? It's something I've never really done in the past, but maybe the next time I cruise, I will do that and I will wipe down the phone and I will wipe down the door handles mm -hmm. and the light switches and the knob on the, bathroom and and all that sort of thing even though you know i don't think that it's likely that it doesn't seem as likely that the coronavirus is even transmitted that way it sounds like but who knows why not just wipe it out and not have to worry about it so that would be the number two thing to help yes yeah and then we have your face masks so <laughs> you've got the breathable mask You've got the fashionable mask and you've got the fun mask. So you'll have a mask for any occasion. Yeah. We don't know what the restrictions are going to be as far as where you have to wear a mask, how often you have to wear a mask. But we know because with our job, we wear a mask all day long. Like I've been wearing a mask, not 40 hours a week, but probably 30 hours a week, five days a week since last Mother's Day. So uh, I know about masks and um, there are some that are much more comfortable and easier to breathe through. And those are the ones that I'm going to wear for my everyday if I have to wear one on the ship. There are also masks that let you express yourself. You go into the, to the dinner, why not get a little bling bling on your mask? Yeah. Getting on the cruise that first day, we got our fun shirts and, and, and everything. Why not have a fun mask? If you gotta wear the stupid thing, you might as well make it fun and exciting. And uh, you know, turn okay. turn that turn that down upside down. Uh, turn that negative upside down. What? There's a turn. I don't know. There's a phrase. I can't think yeah. of it. Well, I mean, <laughs> and and I just recently started going back to the gym and discovered that that wearing like the disposable masks are actually like much more breathable. So if you're like gonna hang out outside in the heat and sun and stuff, you might want one of those disposable masks. Not that I think you should like waste disposable masks when you can get reusable ones, but sometimes they're just better for the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I see Stacy commented, he said, you know, the Clorox wipes will kill norovirus because yeah, it's coronavirus is not the only thing you have to worry about when you're on a cruise or any, any place else. Norovirus is, is a thing too. So cover Cover it. That was back to the 
previous one, but yeah. yeah. And Mike wants to do some, get me to do some of my drawings for a mask to purchase. I thought about that. I thought about doing like some masks, but then I'm hoping I didn't want to do it. Like when we were looking at the Teespring stuff, because my, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I hope we're at the, at the end of this mask thing. Like I'm hoping we don't have to wear masks for that much longer. Um, I don't know. But you could do SVGs that people can have printed or they can cricket and then do their stuff. I mean, that's, that's true. That's, that's the true. mask that we wear regularly. We cricketed. Yeah. Although even you bought those, you bought those disposable black masks uh -huh. and I I'm digging those cause I like the look, but those, those disposable masks and you know me, I'm not a big fan of disposable stuff, but look, we're in a freaking pandemic. Okay. You got to bend a little bit. And those things, when, when I'm doing like, public speaking, talking to a bunch of people and I have to wear a mask. If it's a big, thick cloth mask, forget about it. They can't hear me. I can't breathe. Just wearing it around is fine. But those things are way, way better. For, yeah. For I mean, that. that's, that's what I got them for the gym. Cause I wore like my regular, like reusable cloth mask the first couple weeks or so. And I have to like constantly like they're just soaking wet by the end. And I'm like, this is gross. Like I'd rather just <laughs> throw my mask away at this yeah. point. Yeah, and you got to wash the mask because they get stinky. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you should wash your mask anyways. But it's just like it's just an extra layer. Like you don't want to wear that mask to the gym, right? And Mike says they probably will definitely require them at first. Absolutely, they're going to have to require yeah. them at first. So if you want to cruise right away, you're going to have to deal with the mask thing, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Like I said. I wear one at work. If I can wear one at work, then I can definitely wear one on a cruise ship and still have fun. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll look into that. Yeah. All right. Next category is the videographer. What are the top three things that you must think about as a videographer? And I know we have some creators that are in our studio audience right now. Can we call them that? The studio the audience? Studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Live at Fantastic Studios. Welcome to the Fantastic Cruising Podcast. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. Well, a virtually live studio audience. Hey, I think that's cool. We have <laughs> we have a live virtual studio audience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what it is. And then is. when you rewatch it later, it's like the reruns. <laughs> Right. The rebroadcast. The rebroadcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what what are the things that you should uh, take with you as the videographer? A USB hub charger. Yes. Really, this is probably practical for anybody in this day and age. We all got devices. Most of them plug into a USB to charge our phones, our cameras, our headphones, our speakers, uh, everything, you know, mo most of the time it's it's plugged into a USB hub and not just a regular plug that's going into a, an outlet. So uh, a USB charger, a hub charger can be really, really beneficial. Now, when they first came out, I was not a fan because I took one on a cruise and things weren't charging, but they make them way better now. There's some good quality ones out there. So don't, you know, this is not something you want to save money on. I mean, you could probably get some affordable ones. You don't have to like break the bank, but don't get the super cheap one. Get one that at least look at the reviews. Maybe that's what I should say. Look at the reviews. Make sure you get a, a decent quality one, and uh, and that's going to allow you to charge. Because you know that cruise cabins probably only got a few plugs in it, and mm -hmm. you know they're starting to get a USB or two in some of these cruise cabins, but still, if you're a videographer, you know how many USB 
things you need. You got to charge your batteries for all your cameras. You got to charge, you know, the phone, the whatever. You got there's a lot, a lot going on. All right, what else? I guess I should say this one. Yeah, because I got to set my phone to stop going off. <laughs> so the next thing I've got on the list is something that I just purchased myself, um, not necessarily for cruising, although I will use it on cruising, and that is a good portable hard drive, like an SSD hard drive. Prices have really gone down on those. I just bought the T7 Samsung portable SSD hard drive. It's a cute little thing. It's red. Uh, or I got the blue one. You got the red one. I got I'm the red the blue one. one. She's getting the blue yeah. one. It's uh, I got a terabyte one. It was like a hundred and sixty bucks, but it's a terabyte and it's super fast. And I also just ordered the new iPad today. I'm super excited about the new iPad. Um, and I'm gonna I'm going to try and switch my entire video editing process to the iPad, which is really awesome because once he gets his new iPad. I get his current iPad, which is better than the iPad that I'm currently using. Which is my old iPad. Really old iPad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then yeah. I'll be able to do video editing on there as well. Right. But here's the thing. Whether you use a computer, a PC, a Mac, an iPad, whatever, you want to be able to get that video, get it off, at least at least back it up onto an, like an SSD or uh, maybe even just take it off of the, of the little... Um, memory cards and it's just a really easy way to do it. So do yourself a favor, get an SSD hard drive. If you do have something that has like the Thunderbolt, like the new iPad will have, then uh, then it's it. some of these will have that fast transfer speed. So if you're doing photographs, if you're doing 4K video, it's not gonna take you all day to transfer a video back and forth. Pretty cool. And yeah. if you're using an actual computer, this is one of the downsides of the iPad. You can actually edit directly from the um, from the SSD. You don't like with the iPad. You don't have that option. You have to pull it in, edit it, and then you just save it back. That's fine. But if you're using like a, a like a MacBook Pro or just like a, a Windows laptop, um, you could just work right off the SSD, and it's pretty fast. We actually work off of a regular hard drive on our computer for editing videos, but which is probably not the best way to do that, but, um, you know, it, it works all right. Uh, oh, we got Michael Perry in, the, in there. Just, hey, oh, hey, Mike. Awesome. Um, okay, so uh, what's the la the third thing for the videographer that they need to bring with them in this that day and age? That would be a backup camera or some extra batteries or both. Yes. Yes. Yes, because both. If if your camera goes down then you're going to have a hard time doing your videos. If you're a vlogger and you get to go on, you know, maybe you get to go on two cruises a year, one cruise a year, something like that. You're, you got to get all that footage. If you're a cruise vlogger on that vlog. And even if you're just vacationing, you just want to save it for your friends, for your family, for your, you know, for your kids or whatever, you got to get all that. You got to capture all that footage. If your camera breaks, what are you going to do? I mean, you could buy one of the cameras on the ship. They have some. You may get a decent deal. You may not. Just bring an extra camera. I mean, we've all got our phones. You know, our phones are a good backup camera. And then a GoPro. Like, we have the GoPro 8s. We'll probably upgrade GoPros next year or the year after. And we'll keep the GoPro 8s, and they're like the backup GoPros. I still have my old Sony camera and stuff. We've got so, so bring those backups. And then batteries, we ran into this problem because we wanted more batteries for scuba diving in the Florida Keys and thought, 
I thought, it's a GoPro. Get a GoPro battery anywhere. Not in Key Largo. There were no GoPro batteries in, no, Key, I, in Key Largo. We, we, what did we, we had to go on a dive. We were scheduled to go on a dive. Yeah. Is that what it is? And I think I drove, I drove a half an hour, like way out of the way and back. So an hour total because there was only one place around Key Largo that had GoPro, GoPro batteries. And they didn't even have as many as we wanted, but that's okay. I got what they had. But I called and I was like, save them. I am on my way. Yeah. Uh, who knew? You know, you. I thought we're in Key Largo. Like lots of people go to Key Largo. They scuba dive. They snorkel. People film that stuff. There's got to be like, there's like three, probably seven dive shops. There's, you know, there's, there's stuff. No, they didn't have it. And, and when we, it wasn't like they were just out. Cause when we asked people, they were like, they looked at us like, you can't get those in stores. Like, yeah. Well, there was some of the places sold GoPro stuff, just not the batteries. Yeah. Like what's up with that? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. So it was weird. So make sure you've got your batteries and your backup batteries. Now, if we would have been on a cruise, we could have got backup yeah. GoPro batteries probably on the cruise ship, but we weren't on a cruise. But if you have a different kind of camera or maybe they will be out or something, or maybe you can get them a lot cheaper if you buy them ahead of time. So normally, like I know with uh, the camera we're filming on now, which is a which is a Sony A6400, the batteries for that, the Sony batteries are like 50 bucks for a battery, but I got a two pack of batteries with a charger for I wanna say like 25 bucks or something like that. And they, they're fine, they're great. So GoPro batteries are a little specialized, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, what's the next category? The next got? category is the beach bum. The beach bum? What's a beach bum? A person that likes to lay around on the beach, on the deck. The Lido that. layers. The Lido layers. Oh, <laughs> let's Lido lay. We should make a shirt, Lido lay, and we could be like, like a Fritos, Frito lay bag with That's, somebody lounging now. Yes. <laughs> Next shirt. There we go. The Lido lays. Oh my gosh. What do you need if you're a Lido layer? What do you got to bring with you? Towel clips. Yeah. Yeah. Towel clips are nice. Yeah. Did we did we even use them last time? We didn't really lay out a whole lot. We didn't. No. I mean, that's not something I I'm not really a beach bum. No. Honestly, as much as I love the Caribbean and all that, I I can only lay on the beach so long before I'm like I can't there's stuff to go see and do. I can't just lay on the beach. But even on the decks like we didn't, I mean, our, our crews on the brilliance, we just, we were also, know. we were also the, the brilliance, the pool is inside sort That's of true. enclosed. So there was no wind. It was a little bit different. Anything like that. Yeah. It was a little and different we didn't setup, go to the beach on our, on our port days. We did. But normally yeah. that would come in handy and we, we've used them before. Um, you can get just the generic like laundry clips from the dollar store, mm -hmm. or you can get fancy ones with like dolphins or mermaids or all we, kinds we of have fun turtles stuff. and mermaids mm -hmm. i think so, your mom has alligators probably yeah yeah so so that's kind of cool and then another thing that you want to make sure to bring along is an insulated cup so you know if you're if you're laying out on the hot pool deck you want to keep that drink nice and icy and cool get like a turvis style cup something that's going to be insulated that you can put some water in you could put some tea in or juice or whatever you might be imbibing in and uh, and 
when you don't have a drink for 15 minutes and you go to drink it, it won't be like watered down because all the ice melted. Yeah. And it's also nice to have to take back and forth to the room. I don't know. Some cruise lines are funny about you filling those up though, like at the buffet, but I think people do <laughs> anyway. Oh, I don't so. know. I, I always use, I always carry around. Well, actually I have a bottle, but same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always just, use that. Just something that you, you got to stay hydrated. You know, if you're, if you're, out in the sun, you're out in the heat, even if you're just laying there, especially if you've been drinking some of the drinky drinks, you need to stay hydrated. And so that may be a way to do that. Or maybe you way to get more dehydrated depending <laughs> on, on what you're doing there. And finally? Finally, we have headphones. Yeah, so basically, so you can put in them headphones, zone out, shut your eyes, and just beach. Listen to your favorite podcast. Listen oh. to some music. You may not like the music they're playing. I do audiobooks. And now audiobooks, yeah, good, good That's idea. That's what I like to do. There's there's so there's so many headphones now that are so cool and small and portable. There's even waterproof ones. Like there's there's really inexpensive ones. There's really expensive ones. But there's headphones for everybody. And uh, get yourself some headphones. Or at Take least remember in. to bring them. <laughs> that too, absolutely. All right, what's the uh, What's the last thing for that was the last that thing? Was the last What's the thing? next category? The next category is the party animal. The party animal. I know it just says partier, but I changed it. So the partier. So you go on the cruise to get lit. That's yes. what the kids say today, right? That's lit. That's what that's like the is that what the kids say? Isn't that like a generation Z or X term for cool? That's lit. I've heard that. That was before. like a crossword clue or something because I'm not yeah. Generation Zero. I do crossword puzzles, but um, but yeah. So this is what you need to bring if you're the partying type. First of all, you need some medicine, like like some Advil or some ibuprofen to take care of that headache the next day. Yeah, if you can bring Pedialyte to help out with the hangover, some Tums, uh, seasick meds because seasick and hangover are not good bedfellows. Yeah. You'll be in bed, but not for long because you'll be at the porta potty thing there. So, yeah, so bring some meds. And bring a reusable straw because if you're going to be drinking that much, you don't need to be wasting all those straws. Well, and most cruise lines have banned plastic straws. Well, that's true. Which means that you are either stuck without a straw or you're using those paper straws which a, lot I, of, a lot of people don't like the paper straws. i don't i don't like the paper straws they I don't mind the paper straws gotta drink real fast unless they've been they, in the drink for too long yeah which is not long yeah. at all so bring your own and then you can get the gauge size that you want because if because if you are engaging in a frozen drink a little bit of straw ain't gonna cut it right you got to have that big you know well and and the thing is like a lot of other people are like well i don't like, like the metal straws because then it's too cold or you know it gets too cold but they have the metal straws with the silicone on the top or they have the full silicone straws you can get reusable plastic straws um yeah. which is actually what i have for my turvis um so you can get reusable straws and whatever material works for you yep just remember to bring the thing to clean them Yes, gotta, yes, yes, do that. But yeah, absolutely. And just a, just a, we got spikers in here. See the world with Chris. If you are in YouTube right now watching us live, um, you know, make sure to say you're a creator so people that, that watch us in the future or people that are in there now can see that and they can subscribe to your channel. I know Levy's Fat Life helped us out the other day with that. So 
Yes. He's in there. And uh, he wants to talk to me more about editing with an iPad. So I saw we'll, that. We'll have that conversation, Mike. And I'll, I, I have edited on my iPad with a, a program called Luma Fusion, which is really awesome. Um, there are some drawbacks because it is an app, but those are going away. So uh, it's getting better and better to the point where I think I can do most of my video editing on an iPad. I mean, that's how you did my birthday video. It is. I've done quite a few videos on there. It made me cry. Yes. All right. Next, we've got the last thing for the partier, which is bring along a sensible friend. Someone to watch you or at least write on your arm to say, you know, if found <laughs> wherever. Don't be a statistic. If you're going to look, you're on a cruise. So drinking responsibly has a little more leeway. You're not going to be driving anywhere, but you know, you still, and you know who you are. If you need that sensible friend more than others, then bring them along. Like, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people that might be deciding it's a good idea to dangle from the, from the side of the yeah, ship. I was gonna say, make sure you stay on the ship. Yeah. And or uh, make sure you have somebody that makes sure that you stay on. Make the ship. sure you're safe. Keep yourself safe. If you want to be a partier, it's a great place to do it, but you know, be safe. That's all we're saying. So that bring pack a sensible friend. Pack a sensible friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next category we've got is going to be the uh the extreme adventurer. Let's Ooh. explain what this means. Yeah, so that's like people that like to go hiking or biking or zip lining or ATVs or any of those. Extreme adventures. If, if your idea of fun is not about, is more about the, the thrill of it, this, this is, this is for you. This is yes. the, these are the things you should pack. So what is the first thing that you should pack? Comfortable closed toed shoes, because yeah. you are probably going to be doing things that if you're wearing flip flops just won't work. And they might not even let you. That's true. Like on the, on the uh, Vista class ships, if they've got the little bike, thing that you ride around if you don't have closed-toed shoes you can't do it well when we went on um brilliance i didn't i wasn't able to do the rock climbing right. wall because i didn't bring closed-toed shoes with me so pack some closed-toed shoes yes absolutely absolutely and uh uh let's see um, what's the next one on here stacy already said it stacy did say it in the chat he, he nailed it first aid kit you're going to need it, or you might need it. You if know, you fall down and get a boo-boo, you need a band-aid. We mentioned the meds, but look, the first aid kit's going to have the gauze. It's going to have the uh, antibiotic ointment. It's going to have the band-aids. I have suffered from scalded feet, not doing adventure stuff, but just walking around without my shoes on, and uh, that hurt real bad. So make sure you've got that first aid kit, especially if you're going to be doing the, the crazy out there so that you're, you know, maybe you just get a splinter. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, got to get that splinter out, but you want to, you want to clean it up. Like uh, one of the things, antibiotic ointment can be really, really important. If you get a cut, a scratch and you don't have that, it can get infected. I have, I cannot tell you how many times I have done something to myself or I've cut myself or got bitten by something and I don't do anything about it and it gets infected and it starts hurting like crazy. And finally, my dumb butt puts antibiotic ointment and within hours, it doesn't hurt anymore. And now I'm pretty, I'm a little bit smarter now that I'm getting a little older. So I usually, you know, put that stuff on there right away. But if you don't have it, 
then that's a problem. You could go buy it from the cruise ship, but you're going to pay a lot more money for it. Just yeah. bring it with you. Just bring it along. So I think we need to mention this because this is a really good idea for the, the partier. You make your phone's wake screen your name and room number. So if you're found by a random person, <laughs> they know what to do with you. That's see the world with Chris. That's a great one. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. That is a good that is a good idea. And and, and Mike from Lovey's Fat Life says water shoes are oh, good. Yeah. Now, Mike, we're going to get into we kind of separated that a little bit, but that would apply to some of the adventure seekers that we're talking about. Yes, like water shoes could be. And in fact, even if you're doing like some of the zip lines and stuff, if there you may need. Shoes that can get wet and dry. Maybe they got the drainage on them and stuff. Yeah, like you've so, got those Crocs. Yeah, those yeah. Crocs would be good for the yeah, adventure type. I'm not really the extreme adventure type. I will do extreme things if that's my means to find an animal. But uh, I won't do them for the sake of doing them, typically. Yeah. The only thing I do that's a little extreme is, is free dive. Like, I will swim really deep underwater on a breath hold just to do it, but not – Still not like the people that really are, you know, free divers. I normally I still just want to see animals, but I like being I feel more at home underwater. It's my happy place. <laughs> All right. So so that's the extreme adventure. No, nope, we more. got one more. What's the last thing? A backpack. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pack your your first aid kit and whatever <laughs> you need for that extreme adventure that you've got planned. Yeah, bring your stuff along, keep it hands-free. A spare change of clothes. Maybe make it water resistant, waterproof. Um, it seals up really nicely. But yeah, you 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 want to have that with you. That a backpack is is a handy thing to have, no matter what, but especially if you're uh if you're doing that. We got adventures ahead in here. Hey, I guys. see that. Welcome aboard. Uh so all right. Next category we have is going to be, uh, this is more of Kimber and I, the nature explorer. Yeah. What do you bring if you're a nature explorer? And, and let me explain. This is a, a person that is interested in doing nature-related things that are more terrestrial because we split it to, we have a more aquatic version of this. But uh, so this is like you're going hiking, you're going on a rainforest tour, you're going um, to a Mayan ruin maybe. Something like that. Or even like, I was thinking like like the monkey thing that you did yeah. or like the sloths. But like your goal is to to see animals or nature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what's the number one thing they should bring along with them? A field guide or multiple field guides, depending on what you're doing. You can even get, you know, like digital field guides and stuff these days that are that are pretty good depending on what you're looking for, but yeah, I mean for for me there's nothing more fun than finding new animals and trying to ID them. So, uh and and for some people that's not their thing, but I do challenge you if you uh, go on a cruise and you're snorkeling or something, you start to try and ID some of those animals, try and ID the birds that are flying around the cruise ship. You know, is that a booby? Is that a frigate bird? What is, what's going on out there? It can make it more interesting, more fun. Yeah. One of my new favorite things is, I mean, when we snorkel, I love watching back the videos and like, oh, what's that fish? And we go through the, the fish book that we have. But my new thing is, is like songbirds because there are so many birds like that and every time i see them i'm like what is it got so, the waiting ones down yeah i've got the waiting ones down but i'm waiting for those we we have an app that's called merlin bird id and they have pictures of the birds you can look at them by region um and then they even have like the bird song and it's free so it's free merlin bird app it's free it's it's really awesome 
there's there's I know this is totally off topic, but there's this <laughs> bird that likes to sit right outside our window and sing. I'm gonna say sing, even though I don't think it's a freaking song. Sing every morning so at like five or six a.m. for hours on end. That's not a bird. That's me. I sneak out every morning and I sing Frank Sinatra song. I, I believe it. <laughs> um, but using this app, I had no idea what this bird looked like, but I was able to identify it because I have that stupid song <laughs> in my head from listening to it every morning that we've lived in this apartment, which is a very long time. Anyways. Mike says that, guys. yeah, Mike says Michelle's got a Kavu, K-A-V-U backpack and she, that she loves. So check oh, that cool. out. We'll have to check that out as well. Um, okay. What's the next thing on here? So if you're going to look at nature, uh, whether it's a sloth or whether it's birds or crocodiles or whatever, bring some binoculars, bring a camera. This is especially true on board, bring in binoculars because there are a lot of different types of birds that you will find when you're even in the open ocean. We watched it's boobies really, last time. Yeah. I always watch boobies on the cruise. <laughs> Frigate birds are really interesting. There's some other species too that you'll see occasionally. And when you get closer to port, you'll see different birds. It's like you're on the pirate ship and you like see the different birds, and you know, how close you are to land and stuff like that. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But also, you know, like flying fish, you can look for flying fish. Now binoculars, It'd be hard to catch them depending on the yeah. strength of your binoculars because they're, but, but yeah, pretty cool. And then finally, if you are one of these nature explorers or doing one of these land-based expeditions, then you want this last thing. Insect repellent. Mm. You might, you might actually want that if you're an extreme adventurer too, depending yeah. on what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have thought this was that important, uh, but because I don't usually get bitten up that bad by like mosquitoes and stuff, but uh, man, Honduras is bad. And, uh, and I wasn't on land for very long. I was in the water almost the entire time and I got eaten up. People that were on land, they got chewed up by sand fleas. It was horrible. Now, I didn't experience that when I was there. I think it's just, I mean, I, I was, I have an I've only experienced it once and I've been to Maya Key specifically, I think three times. So well, now that you're going to be going places with me, you won't have to worry about it because they'll right. just bite me. Just bring you. No, there's enough of them down there that I still have to worry about it. <laughs> bring your bug repellent. And and also sunscreen. We didn't put that on there, but uh, sunscreen is important, especially for this last category. Or this Is that the last? Yeah, that's yeah. the last category, which is the snorkeler. So this, the, you know, if you're our people, then you are uh, – then you're getting in the water, right? You're you're swimming around in the water. You're snorkeling. You're scuba diving. You're looking at the fish and the other animals down there. Um, you can bring some important stuff. So what's the first thing on the list here? Um, waterproof items like a watch or camera or a pouch. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in the water. Maybe you have somebody that's staying on land. Maybe you don't. If you don't, you got to think about that. Do you have things that can't get wet that you don't want to just leave on the beach? You could do a beach safe. That's another option if there's some place to lock it to. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there's not. What we like to do, because we're not bringing a lot of other stuff besides our, our dive stuff, is I'll get the little uh, waterproof pouch, tuck it in, good to go. 
even when we we go around locally, we can do that with like the car key and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to worry about that. It's a little annoying, but it's not not too bad. And then of course, waterproof watches and cameras, all that kind of stuff. Think waterproof. You yes. Know? And and the watch is really important because if you like, I have the Apple Watch that is sort of it's somewhat waterproof, but not for where I go. So I have to get a different watch. If I don't wear a watch and I'm on an excursion or just waiting to get on the ship, I may not know when to get back on the ship. Yeah. And it's stressful and I worry about it. Get a waterproof watch. What's what's the next thing on here? We've got the, the specialized gear. So you know what you're doing. If you're a water person, um, bring your gear. You're going to pack your gear. But look, if you are into snorkeling, I'm telling you, you need to get your own gear. Don't use the rental garbage because it's not going to fit right. It's like people that buy the the cheap telescope from the Walmart and then they they use it. It doesn't work very well. They get frustrated. They never look through a telescope again. I know you didn't want to spend the extra money to get the nicer telescope, but you pretty much didn't even give yourself a chance. So buy some decent snorkel gear. You can get a nice set of snorkel gear for under 200 bucks, probably under 100 bucks, really. If you go to a, a go to a dive shop, if you got a dive shop locally, try and do it that way, and uh, you will thank me for it. Uh, even if you don't do the fins, sometimes I don't bring the fins. Even the snorkel, I'm not as particular about, but some people don't like the one that's been in somebody else's mouth. Yeah. But the mask, you got to have your own mask. They are, they fit very specifically. They're going to be very comfortable. You can get a really nice mask starting at about probably 20, 30 bucks if you've got a decent dive shop near you. If you don't, probably going to be about 40 to 60 bucks. Or you could spend more than that if you want to, but you don't have to to get a, a good a good mask. I have the best mask. The one I got for you? Yes. I love that mask. <laughs> it's a pretty good mask. It's a great mask. I have two way overpriced masks. Well, that mask wasn't cheap. No. We, we went to the dive shop and I'm like, oh, I like this mask. And it's like one of the most expensive masks. But it was a lovely Christmas? It was Christmas, Christmas present. present. But that mask is cheaper than both of my masks. Oh, was it? Yeah. My masks are like, oh, I don't remember. They, they might have been like 150 bucks or oh, something. So it was like 160. That. Oh, maybe, yeah. or maybe not. Then. It was maybe an not. expensive mask. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if you do get your own mask, you got to prep it before you go. Otherwise, yes. it'll fog up on you. And if you want to know about that, then we're going to train and redo the snorkeling guide and do more. Yes, we need snorkeling to snorkeling videos. So look for those on Fantastic Studios. And then finally, what's the last thing on there? Is a rash guard. Yes. Yeah, so that's really good because you're laying on the top of the water, looking down, not paying attention to that sun, reflecting off the water all over your cool waters on your back. You don't feel it yeah, on the back of your head. Yeah, you don't think about it. So if you have a rash guard, then you're not going to, you know, turn into a lobster. And and here's the thing. If you are conscientious of the marine ecosystem, there are really no sunscreens that are completely proven to not be damaging to the coral reef and to some of the animals that live in the ocean in our oceans. Uh, there are some that are supposed to be probably safe, like stream to sea. Um, some of the mineral oil ones are supposed to be better, but none of them are great. Uh, so if you don't want to sunburn and you want to be completely eco-friendly to the environment, wear a rash guard. Just wear a rash guard. I wear a rash guard. I even put the hood on because I got the bald head. 
I never get sunburned. I get to enjoy the hot tub the entire cruise. So that would be my, if you are going out there and that's your goal is to see wildlife, get yourself a rash guard. Yeah. Mike and Stacy also bring their own inflatable vests. Oh, cool. Like a snorkel vest? That's what I I, I hate, 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 hate snorkel vests. I understand why you have to wear them. Uh, but for me, they just get in the way. I don't need it. Uh, for some people, they're they're a great safety feature. I've thought about buying the nice, they make nice neoprene ones that are tighter fit than those ones that like ride up and you know what I'm talking about, gentlemen. But they're like 70 bucks and I'm just like, if I take one of those, are they going to be like, no, you have to wear ours? I don't know. But if you get your own, it's probably going to be more comfortable than the one you might get on an excursion or something like that. And then you get used to it. You know how to use it and stuff. So I don't use it. I never use a snorkel vest. But it's good if you get stuck or something or if, yeah. you're, or if you are staying at the top, like yeah. most people just stay at the surface, then it's handy because then you don't have to waste all that energy and stuff. But having your own would definitely be an advantage. All right. Anything else we got here? I think that's it. Are we ready to move on? I think we are. I think we are. So um, what's left? We have the cruise creature. All right. Today's cruise creature was going to be a bird, but it, but it's not because we were walking at lunch today and uh, I thought I was funny and filmed something. And, and I thought, you know what, this, we should just make this the cruise creature. Cause we got some questions about it and stuff. So, uh, so here it is, here it is. It's going to be our cruise creature. And that cruise creature is the mullet. <laughs> That's right. Business in the front party in the back. That is the mullet. And, uh, and look, here's what I didn't know. Here's what I did not. I don't know how I didn't know this. The mullet haircut has been around since like forever, but like literally like ancient Greece or Rome. Huh. But it wasn't called the mullet until 1994. And guess who named the mullet? The mullet. The Tiger King. It was not the Tiger King. He's, let me get him off of there. Yeah, because he's basically covering my face. <laughs> uh, whoops, he won't go away, just like in real life. He's not on um, So it's it's not the Tiger King. Actually, the Beastie Boys. Mm. The Beastie Boys coined the term mullet. Who knew? Who knew? The Beastie Boys came out with a song in 1994, which kind of went back to their punk rock roots, called Mullet Head. And that is where the term, from everything I could research today, came from for a huh. mullet. Yes, and and they, they, the song from 1994, here's here's a verse from that song. It says, number one on the side and don't touch the back, number six on the top and don't cut it, whack jack. So, you know, go check it out. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit of the, of the punk rock sound. Of the Beastie Boys started out as a punk rock band. Did you know that? No. Nope. Yep, their first album was like a New York hardcore punk rock, very, very different than, uh, than, the, than when they got into the rap, but then they released this album in 1994 that kind of, uh, revisited that a little bit. Pretty cool. But that's actually not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the mullet haircut. We're talking about the mullet, the fish. And uh, and here is a picture, if you're watching, 
of the mullet. Now, the mullet fish is what we saw today. We probably saw some mullets haircuts too today, but the, <laughs> the mullet fish, we do, we are right by the hockey arena. That's so, true. <laughs> so there you go. But no, the mullet, the mullet is a fish. It's it's a pretty common fish. They're found actually throughout the world. Uh, they're coastal fish though, so you're not going to see them. They're not super common in most of the Caribbean, but you'll see them along like Mexico, Central America. Definitely super common in Florida. They are a ray finned fish. So basically that just has to do with their kind of bony um, rays. And I see when I cut out this picture, I left off one of the dorsal fins. They actually, <laughs> one of the things they're known for is having two prominent dorsal fins. And you cut one of them off? I cut one of them off, or maybe it was just flapped down. I don't know when I cut this picture out today. But um, actually, John Klaikowski, because I posted a picture of a video of mullet on Fantastic Cruising Community, and he asked me if they were sharks. And I was like, they're they're not sharks. But if you're if you're sporting a mullet, the women might think you're a shark. But but no, they're not they're not sharks. They are bony fish, and they have but they have these distinct dorsal fins. Some other things that are interesting about them though is they have a kind of a triangular shaped mouth, kind of a weird little triangle shaped mouth, and they don't have a lateral line. Oh. Now I didn't go back and listen to last week's episode about sharks, but I'm pretty sure that I mentioned when we talked about the lateral line that I said. Pretty much all fish have a lateral line. There's probably an exception out there, but I don't know what it is. We found it. Well, here's an exception. No lateral line. So lateral line, if you didn't listen last week, is an organ that most fish have, including sharks and rays, that are basically help them feel pressure changes and vibrations in the water so that they can stay in school. Stay in school, kids. Which is it's funny because when we watch them like at lunchtime, they do stay together. Yeah, they're still so fish are still able to school based on vision and things like that. So they the lateral line isn't the only way, but you don't see mullet. I don't know. We do we do see them in pretty big schools, but maybe not in the way you see like a huge school of anchovy like circling around. Got it. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. They they might be able to do that with just you know using other senses, but they don't have a lateral line. Now, as far as food, they eat detritus. So do you know what detritus is? Mm, nope, because you didn't write it on the notes. It's a polite, sciencey word for rotting organic materials. Oh. So it could be excrement. It could be dead stuff. It could be – we know they eat a lot of plants, like algae and stuff. We've seen them eating that in the springs, mm -hmm. which, by the way, they are primarily a saltwater fish, but they are capable of going into freshwater, and they're pretty common – to find them in the springs in Florida, if you go, especially like in the wintertime, you will see them swimming around. They also have unusually strong stomach muscles. So they got good abs. Basically. Oh, I've been working mine. Mine actually hurt today. Maybe you're a mullet. Oh, no. <laughs> I have a lateral one. You do? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so so they're, they're pretty interesting. Now, now people, uh, actually your dad asked me today if people eat the mullet. And, and I said, well, I, I think they do. And I, I looked it up to make sure I knew what I was talking about because I, I don't like the taste of seafood, so I, I don't know. But it turns out, yes, mullet are a pretty important staple food source in the Mediterranean. But also, they are really popular in Florida specifically as smoked fish, like smoked fish dip. There, I know there's a place called Ted Peters over in St. Petersburg which is popular for its smoked fish dips. And apparently mullet is one of the main fish they use for that. Uh, they're kind of bony. 
and I guess they get some they get some slack from some of the other Gulf states, like you know Texas and and some of those guys don't don't like the mullet. They kind of get a bad reputation, apparently. I don't know. That's what somebody said on the internet, so it must okay. be true. But in <laughs> Florida, they are um, pretty popular as a, as a food fish. They they try to actually introduce them. I'm going to take the mullet off here. Uh, they tried to introduce them into New York to kind of replace tuna at one time. And they changed their name to like Linda or something like that. I don't know why. It didn't work. Okay. It didn't work. But anyway, yeah. Now, another thing about the mullet is that if you if you are anywhere in Florida and probably a lot of places around like Mexico, coastal areas, Central America, and you see fish jumping, there's a high probability that it's a mullet because mullet love to jump. They love to jump. And there's two main reasons that mullet jump. The first one we know for sure why they're jumping. And that is if something bigger is trying to eat them, like a shark. Okay, now if you see mullet jumping and they're jumping and they're kind of going in and out of the water pretty fast and they're not making a big splash, um, that probably means that there's a big predator after them. If, however, the more common jump that we see is a mullet coming up and just splashing like their shamu. We saw that today. We saw that today. Then we don't know for sure why they do that. But one of the leading theories is that they are trying to get some uh, oxygen-rich air into their system because they may be able to may, may be able to use that, especially if they're in a low oxygenated area. Because you see them in bays and estuaries and stuff where there may not be as, as much oxygen. So that is a way for them to do that. But that is that is the mullet. And that is our cruise creature for this episode. Cool. So so I don't know. What do you think? What do I think? Mike says they use the mullet as bait fish. Yes, they are commonly used as a bait fish as well. But Mike, maybe you should try smoked mullet. If you like seafood, apparently they're uh, they're pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to talk about before we close up this episode? I don't think so. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. And we are right at 10 o'clock. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. If you are listening in the future, watching in the future, what we do is we stay on YouTube for a little while after the podcast ends. So if you're listening to the audio, it'll end. If you're watching the video, it'll continue. But uh, we're going to roll the credits. And then if you're listening in, we'll bid you adieu. And if you're still there, we'll we'll hang out with you for a bit. There. Well, on that note, I think it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Back in the room. We are back in the room. I mean, we never really left the room, to be fair. That's true. But uh, we're back. So before we get into socializing with the peeps here, um, we usually do this thing. Well, this will still be on there for the after the credits. But what, what did you have? You said you had something to talk about? Yeah. So uh, just, just a, a personal goal that I've done this month. So back in 
in January, my trainer who wasn't currently my trainer at the time challenged me and a bunch of other people to work out every day for the month of January. Well, we did the first week and then stopped doing it. So I started working out again with my trainer in uh, the beginning of the month. And my goal for myself was to close all of the rings on my Apple Watch. So basically work out every single day for the entire month of April. Today is April 30th, and I have successfully completed that you goal. Did. I'm so proud of you, too. You did. And she was insistent, persistent. Like there were days when she did not want to do it, but she did it. So kudos to you. Good job. So that's job. that's my thing. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, that with that, we will say goodbye to the audio.